check one two one two. What up, world? We're back. The Major Conversation Podcast, Season Two, Episode Two. I am your host, Vintage Monk, and welcome. Um, in our intros before the interview, I like to kind of go through a little um, weekly um, itinerary. I guess um, starting with things that I've got done this week, things that um, I've been going through this week. And things to look forward to But I'm not going to do that on this episode Because I'm so excited about getting into this interview I sat down with Sean, um, owner of Regarding Refresh Boutique And um, it was just an amazing interview um, I think everyone's going to enjoy this I think everyone will um, I think this is the interview Like in the entertainment world When rappers and singers and all of the people, um, like when they get that record, they be like, this is the record. Like, this is going to put us where we need to be. This is the record. I feel like we're about this interview right here. I feel like this interview will be the one that um, will make you, uh, make the listeners really, um, you know, add me to their, their weekly um, programming. You know, it's going to add the podcast to um, their lifestyle um, because... This interview um, is the staple of of what I'm trying to bring um, to the podcast world. Um, We're going to sit and talk about the ins and outs of the um, the behind-the-scenes things that's going on in the industry. Uh, We're going to talk about mental health of those that may sit in seats that may have outsiders thinking that Everything is good when it's not. Um, and I think um, it just shows the transparency of of people who we may not view as those that may go through the regular shit that we go through, honestly. <laughs> you know? So um, this interview covered um, all of those things. Um, this is for the cool kids. This is for the entrepreneurs. This is for the... Book readers, this is for the architects of anything. And I think that everyone's just going to really enjoy this interview. So, um, yeah. Um, any info on my end before I get into the interview? Yes. Um, 2024, Zeno Moonflower will be performing at the Jazz Fest, um, the Jazz Festival. Um, yeah. In, in, in March, I, um, that's a huge thing. I mean, me, I'm sorry. That is a huge thing for um, the Vintage House family. That is a huge thing for Zeno Moonflower. And that's a huge thing for um, the city of New Orleans. You know, we performed last year. We did an amazing job. And it's an honor to get that call to come back again. Um, that's it right now for the info. Uh, let's get right into this interview. You are listening to the Major Conversation Podcast, Episode 2, with your boy, Vintage Muck. My check, my check. Yeah, man. What up, world? It's Vintage Muck. Welcome to the Major Conversation Podcast. We have a very special guest. I mean, I promise I won't say that in every episode, it's like putting special before the guest, <laughs> but we really do have a very, very special guest. Um, I'll get right into it. What's up, Sean? Yo, 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 what's up, what's up, what's up? 
How you I'm in feel? Mook's world. Oh, man. <laughs> Sean, it pulled up to the crib. Pulled up to the crib. That's so, right. Sean, so I try my best to be like as professional as possible with everything I do, right? Yeah. So, like normally, like in uh, season one, I had like questions for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I'd mail them to them, email it to them like, before yeah. they get here and things yeah. like that. Not for you. <laughs> Not for you. Uh, before we get into it, um, I have a really, really, really short uh, list of people. I mean, the, it's embarrassing how short the list is of people who I view as mentor. Oh, wow. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? As I hate that word OG, but the OG or the mentor or just leadership. Uh, and man, I would... I'm definitely um, humble to say, like, you was like, at the top of that list, bro. Like, for real. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, like, see, yeah. Like, episode one, I was like, it got to be Sean, episode one. Like, it got to be. Like, we just, and you can ask T, like, we just kept pushing back, pushing back till I get my schedule with you, right? You know what I'm saying? I want to kick it off with with you, man. Um, And like I said, no questions, because, you know, I I know how how you view life, and, and I know once, you know what I'm saying, you... Receive the question. You just gonna, you know, give us all the all the jewels we need. Nah, man. for sure, man. I'm 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 totally organic, so I appreciate the the process of just letting it just be what it's gonna be. You know what I mean? So uh, that's just the nature of how I am. So that's that's super cool. That's we we in my we in my world now. Definitely, definitely, <laughs> definitely. So, man, uh, like I said, I didn't start off with any questions. Um, I guess the biggest thing is uh, re- regarding refresh. Mm-hmm. Break that down, man. You know it's been a, a, a epilogue, man. We're sixteen years next month, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Sixteen years, um, man. It's been very prolific. Um, you know the the refresh has been a very dynamic, and I guess uh, polarizing experience. Um, you know. In 2008, when the store opened, it was just really just the idea of what's possible, right? And of course, that's what three years after Katrina, um, the city of New Orleans was still coming coming out of its uh, its slumber um, with respect to what was going on. But you know, like then, youth culture in New Orleans was evolving in a way that it never had. In my experience living in New Orleans that I've never seen before. So it was a perfect intersection of what was needed to be in place for people like yourself and all the young creatives at the time that were trying to identify and have a place where they can be present and be who they want to be, right? No judgment, just all just creative people from all different walks of life, shades, so forth and so on. So you know, uh, all of the iterations of the store from just being a primary sneaker boutique to transitioning from sneakers to, you know, what's next. And uh, and I even think you questioned me with this about, what, was that 13, 14? You know, when I... I did a whole 180. Oh, yeah. You know, I got that. <laughs> I, I, I got a mental question list, and that's, and that's, that's all it. Yeah. I did, yeah. A, I did a whole 180, and a lot of people just kind of was confused. Not just you. Just wasn't really quite understanding the, I guess, the need for the transition, because what was what was happening was already understood, and people identified with it. 
Yeah, but not to cut you off because yeah, I want to get because I actually want I have a whole segment of, no. of that. Yeah. But far as when I asked the regarding refresh question, mm-hmm. uh, vintage coffee, mm-hmm. vintage house, mm-hmm. you know that's the brand that we're building, and believe it or not, like my brain works, like I was what because we were already doing it before we had a name, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, what the hell the name gonna be? And even though vintage is, is it, I, I've lived up to that brand and the coffee thing and all that, my first, my very first thought was, how how do I want the letter to mm. look? Like, how do I want merchandise to look? And I was like, I've always been fascinated with the letter V. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I've always liked the letter V. Mm-hmm. I've always liked the the, the letter C. Mm-hmm. So like, I was like, that looks, that's gonna look good on a shirt. That's mm-hmm. gonna look good, like. On hats or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean. Like when you just thought of regarding refresh, like what was like? How did that process go? Like what was? Because I'm sure that was a so to ton be, of names. To be totally honest with you, so the the I, the actual name refresh actually come came from one of my old business partners, which okay. is uh, Paul right. Judge. Shout okay. out to Paul. Okay. Um, but. The initial name was actually supposed to be Fish Scales. Fish Scales. I think I get um, why, but okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Brennan was, was my other partner. Yeah, shout out to Brennan. He was really fascinated with, uh, what was that, uh, from Wu-Tang Clan, um, Ghostface Killer. Okay. Had an album called Fish, Fish Scales. Okay, okay. Which, you know, at the time, it was cool, nostalgic, but... Um, the name Refresh, which is now evolved into Regarding Fresh, um, kind of stuck because it was more of a a name that had duality to it, and it had transition. So if you look at Refresh, that kind of carries more of a younger, vibrant energy, yeah, yeah. whereas Regarding Fresh seems opulent mm. and so you about both next level. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when you think about... R E colon fresh. So when you send an email, it says R E regards mm. to whatever, mm. right? I love so R E colon fresh regarding fresh or refresh. Um, so it's interchangeable. Mm. Um, so the duality of it is just how do you how do you present something to a younger base, right? And then how do you make this now graduated? Yeah, yeah. Class, which yeah. You, you know you'll be a part of that. Yeah. Larry Morrow, yourself, you know, so forth and so on. The people that have now gone on to right. create, have lived in different lifestyles, yeah, own yeah, homes yeah, and yeah, sure. businesses. Totally, you know what I mean? Totally, so it's it's totally. a big. That's the regarding fresh, you know what I mean? Nice, um, nice. Side of it, but we, you know, I always like to try to anchor the origins of the store <clears throat> as best as possible, because fashion has evolved quite a bit, right? Right. So sixteen years ago. You know, every retail store, every boutique had to have either, it was the cliches, the Nikes, the Adidas, yeah, yeah, the Puma, yeah. like that was all kind of like prerequisites for having a boutique. But that's evolved, you know, I'm 47. Right. And I grew up, poor kid, my mom couldn't afford to buy me any of the stuff yeah. that I sell now. Right. But the reality of it is... I don't have kids, but everybody I know that's my peers and my age group, I mean, day one, their kids coming out 
they wearing Jordans yeah. a week out the yeah 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 in yeah. the world right yeah, yeah definitely so yeah, you know if my kid <laughs> grew up looking at me wearing Louis Louis Vuitton Louboutins mm-hmm. you know all the stuff I'm by the time they twelve thirteen years old they show up understanding it's all designer yeah like the Nike man I ain't never look at that like that the Nikes yeah. and all that become yeah ah yeah. Right, yeah I did that yeah you know what I mean yeah. so um it's just a continuation of understanding how. You keep that youth base and also pushing them as well, right? Mm-hmm. So it's always about pushing. Day one was about pushing the market. It was about pushing people's perspective, about pushing the idea of what's possible um, with a person of color, people of color, doing things that that hadn't necessarily been seen um, in that particular generation. Um, I don't want to disrespect anybody that came before, but uh, in the context of Sixteen years of uh, refresh being in New Orleans, I think it kind of served a uh, multitude of purposes mm-hmm. as a name kind of kind of denotes. Um, right. So you know, speaking to that, like the name is a, this is a continuation of this idea of how do we now improve, get better, refresh, uh, uh, refresh regarding. Yeah. Yeah. Major Mook. Yeah. Ref- yeah. Regarding, you know what yeah, I mean. So yeah. it takes on. Uh, symbolism and multitudes of pla- you know of, of fields. So, um, I think the name just worked. You know what I mean? Right. Um, right. And at first, I, I was like, mm, I don't, I don't know. Right. Uh, but as time evolved, you know, in, in due time, everything makes sense. Um, definitely, definitely. So it worked. It yeah. Works. And we could go back to um, how you came out to get talking about it because I was definitely. Um, one of those people um, that when I saw the transition, and for those that's listening that may not understand what he meant by transition, is that when you first um, opened up the, the the boutique, it was it was pretty much like the number one. I want to say southern um, in a southern region of just streetwear, where yeah. it's the high end Jordans. Uh, you might get some Yeezys when they first released mm-hmm. with the, with the Louis Vuitton collab, or mm-hmm. you know. Um, just just any street world that was killing it during those days. For sure. Uh it was the number one spot, you know, you know, 'cause I mean it's like a it's like a uh, statue of all the boutiques now that have like shoe cases yeah. like with a shoe inside of it, like it's some kind of you know yeah. what I'm saying, um uh museum type of no, type of sure. art. Uh yeah. yeah, that was definitely the look. And then um even with the people I, I was able um to watch you transition the the interior look of it, and also like some of just the entourage of of refresh at that time. Yeah, and uh, you know, and, and all those people are great and beautiful as well. So, um, so just to watch you transition all of that to almost kind of like you, like was on top of a mountain with like a flagpole, like it's just like me in this universe. And then once I saw what you brought into the universe, I was like. I don't know if everybody can join that universe. Yeah. And I was saying it from a point of, I like homie a lot. I don't want to see him mm-hmm. like fuck this up or be yeah. Yeah. taking the L. Like, how is he gonna pull this off? Yeah. And I and and, and and I've said that to you before and everything. Um, how did that night go? Like that night when it was like, this is the reset button. Tomorrow is the f- day one in the shop. Well, I have shit here that costs. A lot or this and that, and like they're gonna come. I'm gonna build it. They're gonna come. How did that night go? Well, I think it's a lot. A lot that happened 
I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this was a benchmark. You know, we did, for those of you who don't know, we've, we pioneered a lot of this uh, boutique culture in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And the things that we did with Epic, um, we had ASAP Rocky, Future, French Montana, uh, The Clips. Yeah. Um, you know, we've done Tiana things. Tiana Taylor. Tiana Taylor. Um, these are all people that come to the store. It was all love, relationships. Um, and I think when we did the Pharrell in store, I think that was about 2012-ish, mm-hmm. give or take, 11, 12-ish. Um, were you there for that? Yes, yes, yes. So it, that moment was very polarizing because <clears throat> before before Katrina and before New Orleans transitioned from post-Katrina, you know, there was there was like this air of people would say stuff that would happen and never really happened in New Orleans. So there was a lot of people that that was very, um, they questioned more than they believed, mm-hmm. which is, you know, understood. And even though we did all of these different things with ASAP and all these different people, can people physically can see these people coming in the store? Um, when we said Pharrell was coming, it was like, Pharrell really coming? I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's really happening. Yeah. And even up until the point to where Pharrell walked out the back of the store into the space, it was like a moment where everybody froze. Yeah. And it was like Pharrell peeped it and he was like stood there for a second, like, all right. Uh he said, Hey, you know y'all guys can come up. Yeah. And yeah. everybody kind of just snapped yeah. out of whatever yeah. they was yeah. in. Yeah. And for me, I was like, wow. What what possibly could be the next thing that we could do to top this, right? Um, maybe get Kanye to come to the store, right? Um, which is still possible. Right, right. <laughs> so, but, but outside of just the, the celebs and all the people that we had came in that you can really come touch and experience, it was also like, well, how do now we evolve from this, right? And... At that time, it really didn't make too much sense. It was a lot of just things going on um, in the space, outside the space. Um, And in 2000, end of 2015, there was a big shift in the ownership where um, things just moved differently. Mm -hmm. And I stepped up and, because Refresh wouldn't have been, you know, we would have, it would have been nothing. Um, So I stepped up and said, hey, I'm going to move forward. I'm too invested in what I know this represents, not just for me, but also the community of people that have been coming here for all these years. And it was my responsibility, I felt, to take the helm and move it forward. And all of the all of the reasons why the transition happened wasn't because I wanted it to happen the way it did. It was just necessary things. Business. Yeah. Right? So business dictated that I had to make transitions that was to the benefit of the business. Oh wow! Okay, you know what okay. I mean. So outside, <clears throat> but of, not to cut you off. Like, yeah, why, how did you feel like what you were the product that you were that you were selling? I use word bad for business, but wasn't the right business. As far as like the actual like the brands, yeah, the making? products, yeah, the brands. So you got to understand, right? There is no easy path for being the first, mm. right? Story of my life. There, there is nothing that 
will prepare you other than your sense of understanding, mm -hmm. right? And for me, if I'm a change, I'm a change fully, right? And the change was necessary on multiple multitudes of levels, multiples of levels. The levels that dictated that for one, that market, people were catching up to. Mm. Yes, definitely. Right. So <clears throat> you went from one or two boutiques in the French Quarter. Yeah. To now, how many uh, are there? I, I lost count. Like six. Right. Six. Let's say sixish. Right. 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 So. Now you see people that are selling bootleg versions of what yeah, you had, yeah, right? Yeah. Then you have this proliferation of the bootleg sneaker culture, right? I Which, hate it, but it's all good, right? No, but it's it's it, it's you know, and, and the whole context in that too is like the brands that people were dying to get also created that market. Yeah. You know, as opposed to satisfying their consumer base, their consumer base looked other places to get the product. They didn't care if it was real or not. They had it. They wanted to pull up with it. Right. So all of these things were the precursors of something that was going to change already. Right. Right? And me being conscious and aware of all of these different transitional things, right? So... The interesting thing about my transition from the footwear, like the, 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 the marquee sneaker brands, a lot of people don't realize, I think in 2016 or 17, somewhere in that time frame, Nike closed 40,000 accounts, mm. right? I didn't, I didn't know that. They closed 40,000 accounts. Now, why would a company that had 40,000 doors that they could sell product to do that because they, they they're seeing more exclusivity they're seeing the market shift mm. right <clears throat> now they were heavy wholesale and around that time there was like a big wave of boutiques just closing all over the world and from a business standpoint that doesn't make sense right now you're Nike you can go direct to consumer yeah. you don't necessarily yeah. need yeah. all of these stores to sell oh, product to gotcha right? right right and then you can control your market share, right? So that was a way for Nike to basically try to now pull it back in to get bigger and stronger. It, it and is that what we? Uh, is that when we see these sneaker apps now, things like that? You think is that like a direct? That was the direct, birth of a lot of sneakers. Yeah. I mean, around, like for as Nike, like they became more prominent. Yeah, because you know, like why go with the long line now? Like, it, the tier zero accounts and all these yeah, all yeah, these marquee yeah. accounts. I mean, they don't necessarily hold the same amount of weight, which from Nike's standpoint, it makes sense because it's just like, why would we give um, too much more than what we, what we already know we already control? Right. So, but in the whole context of it, I'm just using Nike as an example yeah, in, that, in that perspective, but in the whole context of how the, the industry was moving, it was less about, honestly, it was less about the brands. It was more about what people wanted to discover. Right. Right, I'm a person naturally. I just want I want stuff that's fly, different, and I'm the brand is irrelevant. But if it represents who I am, if it if I if if it identifies with my personality or my lifestyle, that's way more relevant and potent for a customer to really understand that part of it, 
as opposed to going to a store and you're being sold a brand. Yeah. Hey, this is the newest brand. Yeah. Yeah. This is what everybody's wearing. Yeah. That's easy, right? But the path of helping people discover their own connection with their own sense of style was how I saw fashion. Yeah. And now you fast forward, it was a perfect, perfect call. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we got, like Marnie is one of the brands. Like I've been carrying Marnie for nine years. It just caught on three years ago. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I was gonna ask you. I have that. I have that in my mental notes. To ask you, yeah. what brands do you appreciate? Not even that you even make money off, but just you appreciate to 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 have it in in, in the shop. So the thing about <clears throat> that is, it's going back to what I just said a few minutes ago. Like, I don't ever think fashion was about brands for me. Mm. And I think I'm a little biased because my mother is a seamstress. I grew up in a house. My mother went to FIT, Fashion Institute of Design in New York. So when I was growing up, my mother, I may have not been able to go buy it, but I can get but my mother to make me some yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. I designed my prom tuxedo. So, wow. you know, all these things um, in the context of understanding fabrics and construction of garments and um, cr- just the whole context of creating a a piece, I understand, right? Mm-hmm. So understanding that affords me to challenge what people are, con- are drawn to, which is the designer name. Right. So it's less about the designer, it's more about the discovery, mm-hmm. right? I'm always challenging myself to be a better iteration or version of myself. And when I wake up, I have a different perspective on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my 47 years of living, brands have come and gone. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I got that on my list too. To it's, 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 uh, it's just one of those things to where for me, it goes beyond the, the context of brand specific because Refresh is a brand, right? Right. right. And, you know, I tell people, I'm, not a, I'm a curator. This is, this is a presentation space. I'm presenting pieces to help people identify with their own sense of connectivity with fashion. Even people that may not have a sense of fashion, but they know what they like when they see it. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, the same way the store will embody embracing everybody from all walks of life and understanding and perspective... You know, even people that may not appreciate clothes can come in the store and be like, man, I really like this. I don't really buy anything, but mm-hmm. wow, this is one piece I really feel like I want to have. Yeah. Yeah. Your space has a lot of those, even for yeah. myself. Like, yeah. yeah. Your space have a lot of like, I don't know what that is. I don't, but that is really nice. That's yeah. a really nice, nice joint right there. So I, I totally get that. Sticking with that, um, I, be, I believe we spoke on this before about just like the inner city kids. Mm-hmm. Um Getting their their IP pretty much taken for free. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to explain some of that, like on how that goes worldwide with the companies, the fashion brands, the fashion houses. Far as in, like, I mean, wow! I mean, this I saw something very interesting. And this is a note for every person of color, <laughs> and you know, it's always this 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 context of why we like the brands that we like, whether it's a Fendi. Louis Vuitton, um, so forth and so on. And I just watched this clip maybe about a month ago. And it showed all of the, so all of the LV flowers mm-hmm. and all that, 
comes from an African tribe. Oh right? wow. The Fendi logo, African tribe. Um so it's kind of interesting how that's my, we're drawn that's to That's my things. sound bite right there. That's my promo clip right there. Yeah. It's 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 <laughs> it's kind of interesting how we're drawn to things we're already <clears throat> from a DNA perspective or spiritual perspective, we're already connecting with these symbols because they're familiar to us. Mm. So understanding that helps you now to empower yourself with way more perspective yeah, on what yeah, it is that you yeah. really are buying into. Yeah. You are buying into your own culture. Yeah. You are buying into it. It's just been repurposed yeah, and repackaged yeah. and represented. So that's very interesting. It's a, that's a profound people everybody do your research on it. Um Yeah, that, no 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 that's um, not. And I I I I'll make sure that I I'll send Mook and he'll tag this in with oh, the, with the whole thing. But you know, when you really think about uh, that in a nutshell, just using those two examples, um, Fendi and LV, those symbols that connect with us on a level that we didn't even, you know, we most of us don't even really understand. Um, so, but you take that same context and you put it into identifying what, what we may have worn, whether it's rich silks, yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Nice cashmere's like yeah. these are things that aren't we're not removed from because we understand it at a level that we're not connecting with in the present moment. Yeah, that um that uh Pimp C line makes a, makes a whole lot more sense now about the gold, huh? Yeah, about don't hate us for it gold. Our ancestors were wearing this, and but you know, yeah. Yes. So it yes. makes a full circle of what you're saying with the LB. gold. Gold is a is a with a hundred percent conductive energy, so. If we think about the context of the pharaohs and all these people that um, understood gold, they understood it from the point of resonance, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, copper, gold, uh, all these things are resonance. Yeah. These yeah. are things that collectively allow us to be more energized. So, yeah, it's glorified and, you know, the, 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 the rope change and all this stuff, but the energetic aspect of it. You have to think about the things that they don't want you to really understand that that you're gravitating to naturally is the things that they try to judge you and say, oh, wow, why are you wearing all them gold yeah, chains? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know why? Because yeah. I got the power. Yeah. I'm energized. I'm, I'm, I'm connecting with something bigger than what's happening right now. Right. So all of these things, I come to understand and I embrace them. Right, I don't. Those caricatures of who we are and what we are. Yes, they're true. We do like gold. We do like designer. We do like rich fabrics. That's just a part of who we are. Yeah. So yeah. all we're doing is re, 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 reconnecting with things. Yeah. And what we're missing is that we're not putting the money back in our own pockets. Of course. So that's that's the only part we gotta get right with it. Right. But yeah. don't you know. There's some brands, I'm not gonna get into this whole context of it, that we I feel like we shouldn't be supporting at all. Yeah. But it's less about that. It's more about connecting with what you understand in your own sense of style and fashion. Um, understanding that uh there's a world of things to discover and never limit yourself to just one perspective. Um so for me, it's always about how can I present this to the people that 
want to experience something different. Yeah. So even when I go do my buys, right? I don't think. Yeah. What's that process I like? I don't even think like people ask me, "Oh, hi, where did you find this brand at?" Uh, I don't know. I saw some fabric. It caught my eye, and I kind of went down this wormhole of. Yeah. Okay, what's next? Like I so. The, but the, you the, also don't mind, you know, opening up your laptop, book booking flights, and and and, and going to all these fashion shows that. You know, when me and you're texting, like, yo, I'm such and such, you know, about flying for a show. Like, that's that's one level of um, execution that, that a lot of people I, that's into this still don't do. So, like, what, I mean, that just comes with the job? It comes, it just comes with the job. But there's another, le- there's another level to it, right? Right. For the fashion shows and all that stuff, I really do that for y'all, mm. right? Um, mm. It's cool. Yeah. Right. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I, I enjoy being at the fashion shows. I enjoy um, just seeing it, movements of the pieces and the garments, so forth and so on. But like with any industry, it gets to a point to where it's just like, all right, where's the real substance at? Mm. And then you start really thinking about, well, where's the people that own these brands? Like the parent yeah. company. I don't see them at none of these, yeah. these, these fashion shows. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. What are they doing? Yeah. Right? Same yeah. thing I did when I worked at Def Jam. You know, I'm like, well, yeah. all right, I, I see Kevin Lyles and I see Leo Cohen, but yeah. man, where they boss at? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I probably wouldn't even know what he looked like if he walked downstairs, yeah. right? Yeah. So for me, it's like, okay, who's upstairs and how they moving? Right. And not necessarily that I care how they moving, but I understand that there's another, there's another level of it. So when I see these shows and I see amazing, you know, I go from these off the beaten path runway shows to, you know, over the top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of my favorite brands now is PL Moss, of course, and I mean, you've been there. Yeah. It's pretty much all his shows, and uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've definitely been admiring that. Like, damn. Yeah. Even like, all right, <laughs> you bringing up Kirby. Yeah. PL Moss. You know, he's he's going through a transition right now. There's yeah. uncertainty of what's happening with the brand. That's why I'm um, buying all them pieces up, man. Because you said yeah. those those pieces are, are collective items now, right? No, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but another example of of trying to do something or going against going against the grain in in the concept of what he did, right? He did the off the beaten path runway shows. He did this runway show in Brooklyn. You know what I mean? Um, he pulled people into his world. Yeah. Right. And made it whatever he wanted it to be. Right. Right. So, that's a kid from Brooklyn. Right. You know, uh, lost his mom when he was seven. You know what I'm saying? Lived a life, probably questioned him a lot more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Kind of, you know, you you, yeah. you went through that. Yeah, you know? definitely, definitely, um, definitely. So, the challenges that you kind of have to go through having someone in your life that you feel like should be there removed, you don't have all the answers. You mm. know, you're trying to figure out a lot of shit. And Definitely. I think um, he got caught up in the vacuum of what was happening at the time, which is just a normal pace of things. Um, but that lends to the fact that there aren't enough examples or representatives that are in place for people in those positions that look like us to pull from. Right. And I think that's the, it's a challenge, man. You know, even with me, right? Like I, I'm challenged every day. Yeah. Um, on so many levels. I mean, I, I don't think you guys could even fathom. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> the scope and scale of uh, it's daunting. 
Yeah. So, and I'm in my little microcosm of what I'm doing, um, but on the on the bigger stage, it just it just becomes that much more daunting, um, a lot more moving parts. Um, but you know, there's still hope and opportunity for that to be to resurge and, and come back in a way that I feel like it could win. Um, but it's with the intention of what he wants to do. Nice. Yo, peace and love, Pie family. Hopefully you're enjoying the show. Just FYI, take a stroll through the Vintage Coffee website to shop for all of our latest apparel. Also, please subscribe to the podcast so you can get your updates and alerts for every new episode we release on the Major Conversation. Pow. And sticking with that, um... Man, that's crazy because this next question I can kind of subway into talking about Kirby or the PL Moss. Um, I'm sure that he can figure it out to where he can keep that brand going. I'm sure he got at least four or five more releases if he, let's say, if he really wanted to, right? So you have that, but what about the brands that Crooks and Castles mm-hmm. play clothes? Mm-hmm. All these brands that, and I'm, you know, I'm like the biggest Clips fan ever. So like that really hurt my heart when the play clothes just was in and out like that. Like, is it safe to say? I mean, well, I mean, my best fashion education would be that it just became overwhelming to where anybody could get their hands on it, to where it kind of died out quick. But is there any kind of other reason why those kind of brands were just like so five minutes, so 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 microwavable? Well, there's two. There's a lot of components to it, right? One of it is not to cut you off, but like once yeah. I saw the hood start wearing yeah. Crooks and Castle and like play clothes, I was like, all right, I'm out of it. Now I don't know if that's a horrible way of looking at it, but I was like, oh, I don't want to look like everybody in the in the club at that time. Well, this is this is where the whole context of what I'm talking about, you know, in this conversation is about identifying your own sense of style. Mm. And I'm not saying don't support a brand if you like it. Right. Um right. but you also have to be well you have to be well equipped to be know that you you have to be evolving too. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. So we can we can be as loyal as we want to anything. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use this analogy. I'm old enough to know what Sears represented when I was a kid. Right. Kmart. Right. All these things that the people that were in their generation and their time probably never thought these things would ever go away. Right. right? Never thought sales was going to go away. Yeah. Never thought it came up. You know what I mean? You, these are things that right. were just icons right. in my childhood, right? Right. And even since being a kid to now, and I went from landline phones mm-hmm. to beepers, beepers. Right. to brick cell phones yeah. Yeah. to two-way pages. Yeah. To now going from analog cell phone to G whatever, uh, right, right, right. Now you got you got computer. I can store more f- information on my iPhone, yeah, than, than, than I can on the laptop. Yeah, that's nuts, right? right? Right. So that's so much has changed. So the commitment to being with one thing is not realistic. Now they got AI. Mm-hmm. I purchased this. It should be shipping in March. I got this device where I'm not even looking at my phone anymore. Mm. Right? So for me, that's... That's correct. I'm tired of looking at my phone. Yeah. I want, I want. you know, what is the... Uh, what is uh, Iron Man's uh, system? Jarvis. Uh-huh. I want a Jarvis. I want yeah. I want to be able to do whatever I'm doing, flying through the air. Right. Hey, man, you need to work on this for me. <laughs> right. Perfect. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... 
You 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 have to see that the world is moving in such a fast pace. Who taught you that? To just know that. To just know tomorrow is coming, even though we're thinking about yesterday. Because there's thousands of years that came before me. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, they're, you know, our kids, you know, people's kids are the future. Like, they're coming out, moving in ways that we didn't do. Right. I mean, I mean, we're playing with wood blocks. And, right, 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 right. <laughs> like, definitely, definitely. You know, That was like the most tech thing at one point in time as a kid. Oh, etch, you got an etch sketch Oh, wow. Right. Now it's iPad, you know what I mean? Whatever it is, like they're playing, they know how to navigate. They may not be able to speak a word, but they can navigate on the device. Right. And get where they want to get to. You know what I mean? So when you're looking at all these different things and interactions, it's just like, wow, that's phenomenal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you have to think about the advancement of civilization, culture, people, mm-hmm. generations. Mm-hmm. Um, generations are always going to do things. The next generation is always going to do things that pushes, that challenges the last generation. Right. And in myself, I'm doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm challenging myself from the day before mm-hmm. to understand something more different and more dynamic. Got you. Got you. So I think. For me to answer that question specifically is, uh-huh. you know, I grew up. I'm from Brooklyn originally, but I grew up, spent most of my childhood in the South. Right. Um, so I had kind of this hybrid perspective in the world. Grew up away from both sides of my family, so me understanding and looking at the world was more so about, hey, I, I got to survive here. Right. Um, so I, I had to pay attention to the landscape, body language. Um, people's intentions, um, all the things that were necessary for me to get home safe every day and not have my mom be mad at me because I, you know, they call us as as a young kid, latchkey kid. I was coming home by myself at five. Yeah, that's crazy. Now, right now, that probably would be considered child abuse. Yeah, yeah. yeah, (laughs) But for me, it was just life. You know what I mean? So uh, that... Those experiences and those interactions and those things as a kid afforded me to. I didn't. Have, I couldn't go by my cousin's house or mm-hmm. I couldn't pull up on my dad or whatever. It was just me and my mom. Right. And if something was wrong, I had to figure it out. So adapting to a world where I had to survive no matter what. Yeah. Afforded me to be able to look at the world and question it more than just accept it. Right. So. I question more things than I accept. Um, That's I'm I'm so glad you you broke it down like that by using childhood uh, examples and things like that because even with this um, this podcast that that I'm doing, um, it's so easy to just like get the cool people this and that and just do like such a generic interview and ask about things. So I've always within the last two weeks I'm like, how do I? Ask these certain questions. Um, of course, you gotta be the guinea pig of the first interview. Oh, you know what I'm saying? But oh, I really want to tap into a certain part of the interview where even yourself would be like, "Oh wow!" Like I want you to be like headed home. Like, damn, I, that was I wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and for uh, for for you, just hearing you out and by having a personal relationship with you. I'm learning, and I picked this up even before the interview. Like when I stop at the shop and we run it. I leave, and I'm like, man, Sean's definitely like, he's not changing, but he's definitely being more tra- transparent with me. Uh, seemed like every visit. 
So like today, like I've never like you never really just say your age, like hardly yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. Like just in this interview, you said I'm forty seven. You said it like six times. You know, mm-hmm. um, we talked about you know um, just other things, kids, things like that. Are you? Does it seem like are you in that stage now? In your life to where marriage, kids, White House, picket fence. Is 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 that where you at? Because I feel like from I'm used as a as not even injured, but from a friend or like say since yeah. you I view as a mentor, like I'm studying you a little more than what most may. Pause. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, yeah. are you in that stage of your life? Where it's I, like, I, I mean, to be totally honest with you, Mook, like I I thought I was gonna be married at 25. Oh um, wow, yeah. You know, I, I had this whole idea of uh, you know when I was going when I was in high school. Uh, my idea was to become an aerospace engineer. Mm. So that's so crazy because I, I can see that. <laughs> like, you're right. about to talk, so right. that 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 was my goal. Um, I took <laughs> classes on Saturday, engineering, all kind of stuff. Right. So, um, but the reality of life is, when I got to college, life. I mean, life was happening, and you know, I was eighteen, um, and. You know, in the music group and just figuring that stuff. You know, going going what you go through from 17, right, 18, right, 19. Right, right, right. Exploring opportunities and, again, you know, engaging in the world as an adult um, and trying to identify where, where, I, where I fit in at, right? Right. Whether that's with a group of people, by myself, you know, right. um, in a relationship or whatever. And through the ebbing flows of life, you know... I always found myself in a position to where what I thought I wanted mm. and was ready for, the universe didn't position me in that place, but it put me, let's say, for instance, uh, in my first love, right? Mm-hmm. Knew we was going to get married, da 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 We was 19. Yeah, yeah. And life happened. Yeah, of course. God, God, breaks, God Yeah, you understand? Right? God laugh at you when you make And the friends. thing is, is like at that time, there was so much transition happening for me, but there was so many things happening so crazy, but then there was so many other doors opening. And at that time, uh, had a make a bad breakup, probably my worst breakup ever in life. Right. And I got a call from Def Jam. Man, man, we need you to come to New York. Mm. I only been working with them for six months. Right. So I was like, fuck, this is... Yeah. I've been there before. Interesting, right? Yeah, right? right? But you know, what would you go through? What would you go through? You gotta you gonna you gonna mope, you gonna yes, you know. Yeah. But I I was afforded the opportunity to go travel and tour. So my transition and also acceptance, because I could have said, nah man, I'm not ready for that. But that I understood crazy. enough to about that one thing. Man, my mom yeah. had, when my mom had passed away, yeah. I was trying to figure it out. Cause I was pretty much here by myself. I felt like no one can help, whatever. And that's when a pair of my pictures called like a week later. I was mm-hmm. on a flight to LA like two weeks later. Yeah, yeah. That's so crazy. You said that like yeah. do, do the breakup, like do the worst times you ever go through, yeah. like opportunities hit your line like that. That's nuts. But and, continue. And yeah. and don't don't get it wrong, bro. Like it's you're challenging yourself because you're like, I right, I'm gonna leave what I know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And go do this. Yeah. It was nothing certain about it, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But um, the ability to be able to be a kid and now be in different environments, not being with my family, it just it helped me open up in a way that I'm like, I right, 
this is where I'm supposed to be going. Right. So I trusted it. Right. I questioned a lot of it. Right. As I said earlier, but I trusted it enough to be like, all right, this door open for something. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, 1920 going on the touring with, you know, gosh, I've been on tour with. Yeah. But my first, my first tour was the Cash Money Rough Riders tour. One of the best tours ever, right? That was my Fear first. I did a little. I did a little some other things prior to that, but that was like the first, like yeah. major, major, yeah. major tour. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of symb- symbolic because, of course, Cash Money from New Orleans, right? Um, but I was with yeah. Def Jam yeah. and Rough Riders yeah. at the time, and just just being in those spaces, man. I've met Prince, Michael Jackson, like you know, yeah. I've I've, yeah. I've met yeah. you know, what I mean, I've yeah. I've I've touched and I've seen a lot of people on a lot of different stages and in different lights. Um, so I think all of those things culminate to my perspective now. But to answer your question, um, as far as where I'm at, I always wanted to kind of have that mm-hmm. because I didn't grow up with those things. Yeah. So I always wanted to have a unit or a family, a dynamic that afforded me to be grounded. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I've always been this independent, yeah. figure yeah. it out, which yeah. is fine. Um, but I always wanted to have that anchor, you know what I mean? So I think as I've, as I've gotten older, um, I think I'm opening up more with myself. So which your, your observation is probably right dead on. Um, but the same way I give information and knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. I give perspective. Um, it's also important for me to embrace me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm 47 years old. I've yeah, accomplished a yeah. lot in my time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah that's I've, my journey right now, too. I've challenged. Yeah. I've been challenged in so many ways. So, yes, I'm proud of saying yeah. that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and, you know, there's a lot more things I want to do and accomplish. So, I'm standing in the space where I'm looking at my past, present, mm. and I want to just crush my future in a way that, I, you know, it's just, it's just so profound. It dwarfs nice. everything else. Um, one thing, uh, oh, let me know if we need to take a commercial break on this question. <laughs> it's a two point question. Uh, I think I'm going to ask this question on, on every episode. Maybe one thing that, um, to this day you flourish in life on, um, that you picked up from mom and pops or whoever your guardian was growing up that to this day, that jewel they dropped on you, like. It always gets you over the top of anything that 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 you possess that you picked up from 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 those house from those five years old unlatching the door and all that like to this day. See, that's interesting. Um, and that's the easy part of the question. It's a two part question. So the interesting part about that is, you know, when I left when I left Brooklyn, I was five. Right, so it was me and my mother, and my social skills weren't necessarily the best because mm-hmm. you know you you learn how to acclimate and engage with people based yeah. off of your family dynamics. Yeah. So for me, I was always a. I don't want to use the word introvert. I was always energetically aware, mm-hmm. right, um, and I think that's more about survival. So I spoke only when I needed to. I listened more than I spoke. And 
I can't remember at what age I was at, man. Maybe maybe about seven. When I was really kind of coming into more of a conscious, because uh, it was me and my mom, so yeah. I thought I was a man of the house. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> I'm like, man, what kind of man I want to be? And this is, I don't know what seven-year-old thinks about this, but there was no real great representation of a man in my life. Yeah. yeah. But there was a lot of examples. Yeah. So I took different components from a lot of different people. Yeah. And I'm talking about the weirdest, yeah. you know, like, they may have been crazy and deranged, but they had the one thing that I'm like, you know what, man? That. But that's great for you to be you to take that one thing. Right. So I and leave, and leave the rest. So I adopted and observed in a way that yes, I'm gonna take that piece and put it in my box, right? I'm gonna take this piece and put it in my box, and it may have not been one thing they said; it may have just been an action. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, that kind of helped mold that. So <clears throat> so how does it help you today? I understood how to survive in an environment where nobody was able was gotcha. could tell me how to. Gotcha. Right? Gotcha. Um it, it it's kind of eerie to think about it, man, because I spent so much time with myself, by myself as a child, and I could have gotten into the craziest yeah, things, but yeah, yeah. by the faith of whatever it is, my higher self or whatever, it just, I made decisions based off of what I felt instinctively was the right thing. Mm. I don't know if that's just old spirit or, or whatever, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, so there's no one thing. I mean, and you know, you know, I came up with, hip hop is what, 50 years? Mm-hmm. I'm 47. Yeah. So I was three years old. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, everything I could kind of like pull from outside of the people that I saw was in music. Yeah. Right? So, um, in just different phases of that, I remember when I was like nine, there was a, when I lived in Tampa, there was a, like a, um, Community radio channel, like out here is uh, what's a two lane station. But you had like just different iterations of what was going. On. They had this one hip hop show. It played from two a.m. to like four or five. Yeah, I, I had right? a college gig like that myself at Nickel State. Yeah, <laughs> I was so, a radio guy. So I couldn't. I wouldn't staying up that late. So right. I would stay up long enough to plus record on my on the tape joint on my uh, cassette player yeah. recorder. And when I woke up, I was like. Yeah, nah, that's and I'm, I'm, you know that's, that's when I had tight. the Walkman. So yeah. it was that sense of discovery. Yeah. All right, what he said, like I'm, I'm hinging, right. right, listening to verbiage, understanding language, understanding, um, and in my generation, um, being fed knowledge, right. Um, so hip hop culture, in essence, you know, molded the generation of thinkers. Mm-hmm. Um, of doers um, against the context of what was happening, you know, before those fifty years. Mm-hmm. So when you think about that, you know, um, in context, it, it, it was just that evolution of just wanting to. Right. I'm at that prime age where, you know, four, you know, three, four, five. You, that's different, right? 
right, I've never heard. You know, like in yeah. my short lifespan, that that was something that just resonated at the time. And it, and is it safe to say that the um, isolation as a kid or this and that, it kind of helped the decision, even with the transition with, you know, the partners leaving, so forth, so be it. Hey, I I can do it on my own. Yeah, man, I'm I'm I'm. It scares me sometimes how independent I am. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'm not saying it scares me like I'm afraid, no, I you. but you know, I want to be grounded. I want yeah. a community. I want the things that yeah. orientate scaling, right? Yeah. yeah. But I also understand I move totally different. Yeah. And, you know, I challenge myself in a way that I like. I honor people and I meet everybody where they're at, but I also understand that I'm wanting to ascend in a way that everybody may not get it. No, no, they may not get it in that moment because there's a lot of situations where they came five years, man, you were talking all over my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woke up one day and it hit yeah, me. definitely. And I get that, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say this. When I was night, right before I was traveling, um, and went on the road, like, I, you know, you're going through your 17, 18, you're discovering more, you're figuring out more. Yeah. I remember I was educating these older people that I was working with. My last job was at Sam Goody's in New Orleans Center. Um, it was an old lady there. She was very religious, sweet lady. Um, she was in her 40s. And I was, like, telling her, dropping knowledge on the, the, the Bible. And yeah. This was a lesson I learned at a very young age, but it was important for me to understand at the time. As much as I wanted to and fill her with all the information that I knew, the fear in her of hearing what I was saying, mm-hmm. she didn't want to be challenging that way. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. wanted to believe in yeah, of course. her system. Of course. And after seeing a person be afraid of hearing something, even though as truthful as I can say it is, I had to respect and keep intact her sense of hope and faith. Yeah. And yeah, and yeah, and I mean to that, I mean, like I said, certain quotes we grew up on, hearing so much that it don't really become anything. But like when they say, like you know, you don't talk politics, religion, like that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a real thing. Like because you don't know your point of view of the lens of that situation can totally yeah. mind freak somebody. Yeah. You know the person you're speaking with. But to that two point question, the other part is, what is something that you picked up? From childhood or from the guardians uh, that was that was raising you, mom, dad, the whole situation that hinders you today, that you struggle with, that you just can't get right in life due to, like you pick that up, and it's like, damn. Hmm. That's an interesting question. <clears throat> I think. Ask me that question one more time. I'm gonna make sure I get this right. Name one thing that. You inherited from um, those that, that raised you growing up. Um, that to this day, it kind of hinders you in life. That you kind of still struggle with. That um, you know that you just like wish you could unlearn, and all you may be in the process of unlearning. All you may have already done it, but you remember that question. That you remember, man, man, I, I struggled with this for so long, so I was able to fix it. Due to whether it was mom watching mom or they mm-hmm. watching pops or watching my my aunt come over or my mm-hmm. sister or something that just mm-hmm. man that just it just you know for example mine was actually love like 
you know, trying to be faithful with and things like that because I was, you know, watching my pops mm-hmm. come through whenever he came through and mm-hmm. that be what it be. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was like that was all having like just OGs and my brothers and them like I'm literally like I don't I have four older brothers and I have I'm the youngest and I'm the only one that's been married. Mm-hmm. So you're going to imagine what I watched them fools doing, you know what I'm yeah. saying, my whole childhood to where I have no idea what marriage was or this and that, to where I had to kind of unlearn those things and, and, and figure it out. And I, lo- I love the word you used earlier. I mean, I must be throwing that twine a lot now, like the word unit, like create my own unit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's something that, that, that I had to fix. So that's interesting because like even in me challenging myself in the way that I can give myself thousands of reasons why I shouldn't, why I shouldn't be where I'm at doing what I'm doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think there's anything that I would want to unlearn. Mm. I do think the one thing that I do kind of felt like would have made a pivotal, I guess. Uh, change in the way that could have impacted um, my advancement would have been kind of echoing on that same sentiment as a support system. Mm. Um, And as much as I appreciate my independence, I also would love that. Yeah. Yeah. Who wouldn't, right? You know what I mean? So. Yeah. But. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Like the small things in life, right? The, ca- the caveat to that is, I, mean, I love my family, but I don't know them. Man, that's so crazy. Uh, sure, a lot of things you're saying, like, you know, we're talking yeah. off record because I don't want to be out too much. You're like, man, like, that's why I guess I draw. We go through a, a, yeah. a lot of the same. Yeah. Like, my like my children, Courtney, like, it's like pulling teeth to get me to go yeah. to the uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or like... I literally had like one cousin. Y'all was just, or both you and Twan was here at my birthday party. Yeah. I had one cousin here out of all those people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I and I have cousins here. And shit. I had one brother here. Yeah. I got four older brothers. Yeah, see, that, yeah, see like, like we, we kind of like mirroring the same yeah. thing. And, yeah. and the challenge with that is it's not that I never wanted that. Yeah. But yeah. experiencing life without it, I've also enriched myself with the perspective that. No, I don't have to participate in that. Yeah. So, like, my father yeah. passed not too long ago. Yeah, I, I, so I'll, and my condolences once again. You know, thank you. I appreciate that. And the the one thing I'm grateful for, me and my father got a chance to. Yeah. Yeah. I got to understand him as a man, yeah. right? Yeah. And I never thought that was gonna be something that would happen in my lifetime, but I appreciate that. Yeah. Right? For better or for worse, I understood. Yeah. It yeah. made total sense. Yeah. Of why. Yeah. All yeah. those questions. Definitely. But then the other part of it is like. The fam- family dynamics is weird because it's just like, okay, you beefing with this one, y'all beefing with that, and I got an issue yeah. with this. Yeah. And for me, I'm like, man, I just came here to celebrate my father's life. Man. Right? I don't really... You trying to get me to understand this, they're trying to get me to understand that, man. but I exist here. Man, I mean, just <laughs> to add on mean? to that, because uh, um, we finally had our first, it wasn't a blow up, but our first... All right, let's talk about this. Uh, when one of my cousins as a female, because um, you know, because what I just said, I said it with so much confidence and cool, but 
you know, they view me a certain way because of my actions of mm. the not being around. So uh, one day I just had, I had enough and, um, and we spoke on it. And uh, before my mom passed away, like my house was the house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like aunties every day mm-hmm, showing mm-hmm. up. Like I'm off school, like Saturday mornings. Mom, know they hitting the garage sales. They yeah. like every day. Like yeah. I want uh, come and pick me up from Gentilly. I'm from Kenner to bring me to church. Like yeah. every Sunday. Yeah. Like my mom passed in '06. Mm-hmm. I didn't see none of my aunts until I purchased my new home when I was married in 2017. Wow. Mm. So they didn't realize. Like, how much anger I felt about that, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yo, like, no, like, I'm not about to just smile, hug y'all, and we about to have this great time in here. Like, I feel a way, like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so so for to hear you say that, man, it's, it's you know, like, the deaf in families, uh, not knowing situations. Because, once again, I'm younger during yeah. that time, but I don't really know what's going on, yeah. things like that. Uh, that's a lot, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's a lot. I don't. I don't want to end on that note, mm-hmm. but because with you, man, it's so we ain't even get into the music part of it. Like you just spoke <laughs> fast. I mean, for those out there showing off, so you know, we we was bonding on. We our bond really cr- was created through the music world. Yeah. You know, in yeah. twenty twelve or something like that. Yeah. Um, um, Twine, the, I ain't gonna say his name, the YouTube guy, but I think Twine need to be. Uh, I mean, I think Sean need to be, uh, like Boosie. And uh, and who else? Or, or like when Joe be having that same person pull up like every every fourth episode to have Sean come back. Like he used to be that pretty what they call that the honorary like host type thing. Yeah, because he got so much to peel. You know what I'm saying? Like we've been rolling for like an hour or something. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's like. I, I'm gonna get y'all, but I don't want to end on that. Though. Let's end on on something that's uh, yeah, that resident, resident voice. Yeah, like Sean got to come through every year, <laughs> every third episode. We we go, we we just gonna build. Let's do um, it. Let's do it. Shout out to I got a lot to say. Journey. We talk, we somewhat talked about journey. But we get deep so much more into that. Shop change. We talked about that so much. And this literally, as I was waiting for you, I mm-hmm. wrote this down. Uh, mm-hmm. White companies. We definitely got to get into that. Uh, what brand? I guess you somewhat answered this question, but is there any brands you're looking forward to getting into the shop? Nah, not really. You want to so, get... so is this the brand? The whole brand thing is is so irrelevant to me. Yeah, um, and I'm not saying that the, you know I, I appreciate what brands do and people you know like there there are some aspects of uh, of brands that I do appreciate, but I don't really get caught up. I, I mean, like. If you ask me what my favorite color is, I don't have one mm. because I don't believe in the context of of being in one space and one time and thinking one thing. Right, right, um, right. So my favorite color is every color. Right, right, <laughs> you know right, I mean? right. Because right. I'm because you could do it because you could do something with every color. You know what I mean? So it's 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 just one of those things to where I'm committed to evolving and continuing to challenge myself in a way that I'm seeking better. I'm seeking greatness. I'm seeking Something that uh, continues to help me raise my vibrational connectivity, um, and I think it kind of—I think I, I kind of exists in the conversations I have with people. It's just like I'm not talking about the same thing every time. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
What can I'm trying we... to educate myself yeah. on every level. Like right now, I'm teaching myself how to code. code. I, 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 trust me, right. I had that. I, I, uh, the code situation, um, I didn't know if that was a public. Like, nah, I, no, it's, yeah, I, I, look, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a student of life. That let you know, I, like, I think, bro, I really take away our conversation. I remember yeah. you, you were telling me about you yeah, getting like, code. You know, and I, I don't spend as much time on it as I want to, but mm-hmm. I know enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And. Um, so nah, brands. Did the are, website thing ever, ever ever work out? I know at one point you was you want you wanted to do your own site. You was trying to do some I did coding. It. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, I mean it's 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 up. Uh, I've actually did five websites at this point in time. Oh wow! So you know it's it's a continuation, man. I'm not afraid to 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 do anything, and and that's the one thing about me too, right? It's nothing that I would ask anybody to do. Whether they work for me or as a friend or whatever, I wouldn't do, do myself. Oh, a story and in I, my life. And I think in the context of that is like, and this is a message to everybody. Don't ask anybody to do anything you're not willing to do yourself. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Be committed to to showing up yeah. and and pulling up your sleeves yeah. and doing the necessary work. Yeah. Um, because in doing the work, man, you just become a better person. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, you may be able to finesse people to do a certain amount yeah. of things, but when it's time for you to stuff to happen and they don't show up, yeah, yeah. You gotta figure it out. Yeah. Um so to be a good boss, become a good worker. Yeah, real talk. <laughs> what can we expect this year from just just the shop point of view? Man, I'm to be totally honest with you, Mook, man, it's 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 the economy is very rocky right uh-huh, now. It is. So um uh last year was a challenge, not just for me, but every industry. Um yeah. so right now it's just really just just keeping the glue together, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? It's a, it's some good foundational things there, but uh, definitely. That's but a lot. but you know also you know people also got to realize like we've seen something in our lifetime. I've never thought yeah. we would. COVID yeah. was twenty twenty. Yeah. I mean, I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I, you know, everybody out there knows what's happening. Um, and if you don't know, I mean, maybe you just slept the whole time. But right. Um, but we're we're in a big phase of transition on so many levels, man. And you know, if you're not being aware and conscious of what's happening, you're probably too young to realize it, and you you'll be okay. But if you're old enough to understand what's happening, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> you got to pull it in and get it together, man. So uh, right now. Um, uh, the challenge is definitely navigating through the the global economy, um, the downturn that's happening right now in the marketplace. But the optimism in me is, it all works itself out. Mm-hmm. You know, I have these young. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna give you this perspective. So last year was, the challenge was, wow, what's happening, right? And I see these young kids, 20, 21, 22, 23, coming in. They feel it, but they don't understand the gravity of, of it, right? So I'm like, they don't really understand what's happening. So I'm like, the great part of being older is that you know. Yeah. The bad part is that you know. No. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right. right? So I've kind of created this hybrid perspective. It's like I'm, a, I'm a continuing to learn. Okay, be the kid, but with the knowledge of 47, right? Yeah. yeah. And... The kid is optimistic. Today is their first day. Yeah. So tomorrow is another day to, to get better at their first day. Yeah. So continuing to make every day your first day mm. is where I'm at right now. I love it. So 
um, which I think I've been doing it, but even more so now, I think, you know, start today like it's your first day. Let all the things that you do know, use what you can, but don't hold yourself back by consuming your mind with everything that's not happening the way you know it should be happening. So that's a perfect way to end this beautiful conversation. Vintage Mook, the major podcast conversation. We're here with my man, Sean. Love you, brother. Love you too, man. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. We out of here, everybody. Peace. Peace.